saying the Bible times means two different things, okay? The first one is that the trumpet means war. So back in the biblical times, they would a lot of times blow a trumpet as kind of the start of a battle or signifying that you're going to come and attack the enemy now. So what you have to think about that in light of Revelation is the trumpet is being blown, and this is kind of signifying that God's reign is coming forth here, or God's army is coming forth, and, and the battle is about to begin. You know, and, and now, who is the war on? You might know who the war is on. Like, who is God basically in a quote-unquote casting war on? Um, Satan is, yes. Come on, guys. Yeah, Satan, Satan would be uh, the person he's, he's, um, he's uh, going into battle against, but also he's just going against sin in general. Because you think about this, like, like the whole entire uh, judgment seals that are unleashed here, um, all of them tie into Judgment Day. It's a, kind of a big finale here. All this leads up to Judgment Day. So God is casting a war on sin and on Satan and all of that. And it's going to end in God having total victory. But instead of God just coming down or sending Jesus down again and just destroying everything right away, he does these staggering judgments. We've already down to like again six judgments, and there's seven different trumpet judgments, basically, um, in the seventh seal. So there's a lot of different judgments before Judgment Day. And there's a reason because of that. Because God has given people ample time to understand who he really is, to recognize that they are sinful and they need him, and to recognize that if they don't put their faith in him, final Judgment Day is going to happen, and they're going to spend eternity apart from him. And so his grace and his uh, desire for those to repent and turn to him is really shown these trumpet judgments because he could just wipe it out right away. But he does. He staggers his judgments on purpose. Alright, so what do you guys think about something else here? Um, the, the second thing trumpets were used for in the Bible was before the Day of Atonement. You might remember the Day of Atonement we talked about last week a little bit. So the Day of Atonement in the Old Testament was once a year uh, the priest would come into like the Holy of Holies which is in the temple, okay? And in the temple, the Holy of Holies was reserved like for the Ark of the Covenant where they, they believed that God's presence was truly there. And so when they went to the Holy of Holies, they would um, offer prayers and incense and sacrifices to God for all the sins of the people throughout that year. And so the Day of Atonement was basically a major day of confession, repentance, and getting right with God again. So... When you think about the Day of Atonement, what is the ultimate Day of Atonement? Judgment Day. Because Judgment Day is the ultimate day where all sins have to be, you know, atoned for. When Jesus did that work on the cross, when all sins eventually, you know, that people committed will be, have to be answered for. And Judgment Day is also where God is sitting on his throne in the Holy of Holies in heaven, which is God's throne room. So... When you see the Day of Atonement referenced all throughout Revelation here, it's basically showing that this is the ultimate Day of Atonement. And all the things in the Old Testament, now through Jesus and God's wrath coming through here in judgment, is being fulfilled in the most magnificent way. It's kind of cool if you think about it. Uh, so, what you guys think about this here? The first one. We're going to read the first one off. The first trumpet judgment. And the first one's pretty severe, so... I want you guys to listen up here. It'd be pretty interesting. And it's in Revelation chapter 8. Starts in verse 7. It says, The first angel sounded, 
and hail and fire followed, mingled with blood, and they were thrown to the earth, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. So I want you to think about hell, um, not the hell like that you go to if you're not a Christian, um, but the hell from the sky, okay? Um, think about a huge ball of hell. That alone is very deadly and dangerous. Huh? Hell? Hell, like from the sky, yeah, like a, oh. like a big ice ball almost. You said hell from the sky. Oh, sorry. So think about that. Um, so that's already pretty dangerous and deadly. And now you're going to mix it with fire and with blood. So you can kind of picture that in your mind. Nobody knows exactly what it's going to look like. But you think about like a fiery ball of hell with blood mixed all in it. What's going to be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. So that's going to be a pretty disgusting scene, but also very, very deadly. And it, and it talks about what it does here. It destroys, and this is important, it destroys one third, so not the entire part, just a third of the um, the trees, and then also um, the grass is completely burned up. So I want you guys to think, yeah, everywhere the grass is burned up. And if you think about this, say there's millions, I don't know how much, there's millions of pieces of this hail falling to earth, and it's all engulfed in fire. Well, that fire is going to spread very quickly, and so it'd be very, pretty easy to burn all the grass up. Like wherever it lands, where it starts getting disturbed. Yeah, and then it's kind of, yeah. It's and like and, and it'll destroy the, the trees as well, uh, a third of the trees. Well, we live in concrete bricks. Yeah. <laughs> so, listen, I, so listen, I, so, but that's not the worst, Judge, and that's just the first one. And the, the, there's a reason, kind of, for the hail, the fire, and the blood, from my understanding of Revelation. There's a reason behind everything, but the reason that I'm saying I think that. Uh, this is going to happen, is this, it's God's people are being avenged. If you think about this, uh, all throughout Revelation so far, those that follow God are persecuted. You know, you think about this, they're persecuted, they're punished. You know, you have the martyrs under the altar, the people that are killed because of their faith. And all throughout history, this is happening. And so now God is, is showing that, hey, look, you guys have had your quote-unquote fun or whatever you want to call it, and now I'm going to show you who's really in charge and you're going to pay for the things that you did. And so, basically, if you, if you think about it, I think it was the fourth, I may be wrong on that, but I think the fourth or fifth of seal in Revelation was the martyrs, the people that have died for their faith under the altar saying, how long, Lord, well, until you avenge our death? Well, here's the avenging of their death that's coming. And he tells me, if you remember, wait just a little bit longer, and then in seal seven here, the trumpet judgments, you see that God is avenging their death. It's kind of a cool thing, the full circle there. Uh, now, trumpet number two is pretty interesting as well. And this is what it says. <clears throat> then the second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea. And a third of the sea became blood, and a third of the living creatures in, in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. So when you guys think about it again, what happens here? Something large like a mountain this burning with fire is thrown into the ocean. Okay, the sea back then is basically the ocean. So this major fireball comes in, smacks the ocean, and then a third of all the living creatures in the ocean die. A third of the ships are destroyed. The ocean's filled with blood. Now, what kind of problems is that going to pose people? <laughs> 
pollution, yeah, that's a good one, yeah. So pollution, uh, obviously a lot of people are gonna, they, they may saltwater fish, there's not gonna be as much food source out there, shrimp, things like that are gonna be a problem. Uh, and also with the water being blood, that will contaminate other things as it comes to shore. And so this is gonna affect people's everyday lives now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, probably eventually everything yeah, will just die anyway. I mean, they won't be able to live. Yeah, they can't live long, yeah. No, that's a good point, yeah. And eventually, you see here, in the, as Revelation goes on, everything does die out, so that would make sense, yeah. Now, now think about this, and this is what's really interesting here about this one. Uh, I did some research on this, and obviously nobody knows what this great mountain of fire, you know, will be. But people speculate, maybe it's like a meteor or something like that. Well, they've actually done some research recently and, and, and uh, concluded that over the time of history, this kind of event has actually happened before, just on a more minor scale. Um, and so I did some research that says that if it is a meteor, a meteor would crash into the sea, and this would result in great oceanic upheaval, upheaval and residual pollution, which we talked about pollution being everywhere. Uh, research shows that this kind of thing has actually happened before, uh, but this time it kills a third of the ocean life. Well, um, yeah. Where would, why would there be blood on a meteor? Oh, no, the fishes are. The blood comes from like the dead fishes, yeah. Oh, I thought um, you could die, right? I don't know. I thought you were saying it would be a meteor for a fire. Meteor. No, that's good, though. Um, the ocean's not going to put it even more. I mean, they already clean it, and you drink it. Yeah, but the blood would be to toxic uh, over time. Yes. Oh, Jackson, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, so like that. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was going to say they probably thought that they're gonna. They probably thought that before, but like there's some part of it killing the dinosaurs. Yeah, no, and, and like I said, like over history, there's obviously some history we don't know exactly what happened or not, but they believe like over time now after after they've done lots of research that this type of a meteor or something like that from the sky would have had to have caused some of this destruction they believe happened over history, which this would be very similar to that. On a much larger scale. Now, on this one important thing, too, and that's good, Jackson, you know, it, it, it's, it's a good thought to think about. There's another thing there to think about, though, is that it may or may not be a meteor because I mean, God can send anything down to destroy the sea. So it's not that it's for sure a meteor, but it's just showing you that this is very, very possible to happen. Well, I don't think it technically you can just like, throw a planet in a place. Well, okay, I, I got a question. Well, yeah, that'll probably be more too bad. Yeah, I don't think it's colonized planets, because if so, wouldn't we be escaping that doom? What'd you say? Would God let us colonize planets, because if so, wouldn't that mean God letting us escape that doom? Yeah, I don't think that that would happen, buddy. Yeah. Um, funny oh. enough, yeah. uh, you realize that the planet Uranus is actually like on a weird uh, orbital scale, so it will take like 700 years for it to do one one year, right? But it, it crosses over a, another orbital scale, which means technically there is a, it's, the chance is really low, but there is a chance that the two planets will collide at one point in time. Interesting. See, that's interesting. Um, yeah, and what's cool is to think about is like, um, yeah, Victoria, we're going to get you something to move on. I was going to say, most people have to imagine that the dinosaurs are going to be like, 
Every one of those now is getting affected by these trumpet judgments. And so in a sense, God is saying, you know, you think you don't need me, and you can do life without me, but I'm going to show you that I'm over the rivers, I'm over the oceans, I'm over the grass, the vegetation, the trees, and I can take it away just like that, just like I gave it to you. And if I take it away, and I take away other things from you, very quickly you'll realize your depravity and that you have to have me. Without me, you are nothing. And so all these religious leaders, all these political power people in this time, that are saying, follow me, I'm going to give you the hope and the freedom and all this, are very quickly realizing that without God, they really can't do anything. Uh, because God can just very quickly, just like that, take it all away. And now he, he, it leads into trumpet four. Now there's three more after this. We're going to stop here, though. Trumpet four, I call it darkness. Now I want you guys to think about this and how it would affect your daily life. Here's what trumpet four is. <clears throat> then the fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars. So then a third of them were darkened. A third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. And I looked and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. So <clears throat> darkness is now covering a third of your day. Now it's not just that the sun is kind of removed for a little bit or... You know, the moon is, is, comes up a little bit later. It, it means that a third of the day and a third of the night are just completely pitch dark from natural light. There's no moon. There's no stars. There's no sun. Uh, and, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the sun is vanished, but it's hidden in a sense. Um, and people have speculated this could be, if you think about this, all the natural disasters that God has caused here uh, in trumpets one, two, and three, all the pollution in the world, all of this, could very easily cloud the sky and and, and, and basically uh, put out the light for quite some time. That could be possible, but this is also a very supernatural event too that God can just simply you know block out parts of the day, parts of the night in complete darkness. You know what, Tom? Yeah, Jackson. Eventually, yeah, they probably will. Yeah, that's a good, good thought. Yeah. Yeah, and, and eventually you will see. And that's not exactly what happened, but he does destroy the earth, and everything does eventually die. So when that happens, I'm sure that will probably take place too. It's a good, it's a good thought. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It sound like as if it would be like the sun just kind of dies. Like you know how like stars they start out small. Oh, it's true. Eventually die. And then they. Because well, it is a star, technically. That's, yeah, that's interesting. It might become like a black hole sucking all the light in. I like that. Eventually, it becomes be completely darkness. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And you think about, I want you guys to think about this here. Um, this is kind of really, and this is a good point for Wyatt here, because Wyatt really, really kind of triggered this thought. This is really a uncreation um, of God. If you think about the original creation, God said that there'd be light. 
and he made life, he made the trees, he made the vegetation, and in the end times, as each trumpet judgment comes, the trees are destroyed, the water's affected, the light's removed, and so basically everything that God gave us that he said was good, because of sin, we tainted it all, and God now takes it all away. He's taking it away, like, backwards. He's literally doing it backwards. Yeah. He said, let there be light, and, but now it's like... He's saying, let there be darkness, but he's taking it, it away. That's the yeah. thing he's doing, because it's no, backwards. He I think he said, first, like, the light let there be unlight. Unlight. Thank you, thank you, Taylor. Let there be darkness. Okay, guys, we'll put out the questions here in the end. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, all right, guys, real quick. So, I'll continue in a second, buddy. Real quick, uh, so on the darkness part here, um, if you think about this, just the natural consequences of this, it would change weather. You know, weather patterns would be affected, energy use would be affected, agriculture, because you think about this, you know, if you're trying to somehow make your own food out of what's left, and what, what, what's left is good of vegetation, if the half the you know, a third of the day is dark now, there's not as much time to have farming and stuff like that. Animal life affected. And what you guys think about this? Just your everyday your everyday routine is also affected. So what you get what you get comfortable with, you wake up at a certain time, you go to bed at a certain time, you used to the sun rising, the sun going down, everything gets shifted now. So basically everything that you've taken for granted is is destroyed or tainted in some way. Uh, and I want, I want, uh, I'll give you guys a second. I want you guys to think about these three things and we'll, we'll get some questions. One, one takeaway is this shows God's authority overall. Because if you think about this, everything that we need in life, you know, food, water, we need sunlight, we need things like this, is affected. And that forces people, even if they've denied God up to this point, it forces them now at this point to say, hey, look, without God... We can't keep going on. Human life itself is going to stop. Now, does that mean everybody's going to turn to God? No, because some people are still prideful, and, and some people's hearts are so hard against God, even though they realize this is God's doing, they still decide to follow him for whatever reason. Now, I want you guys to also catch point two here. This is also God's warning. Because if you think about this, in the, in the last part of Trumpet 4, he says that there's an angel that flies by in heaven, and the angel says a word three times. What's the word? Dog. <laughs> he says, whoa. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And that's going to be repeated. Wait, what? And woe is, wo is spelled W-O-E. Okay? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, it's like sorrow, sorrow, sorrow is coming. And the reason he's saying that is he's signifying, and he even says, Whoa, 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 because the, the next three angels are about to sound their trumpets. He's warning the people that although this is horrible, are we going to be able to hear it? It's a, I'll, I'll get to the point next week. Yeah. Hey, 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 listen real quick. He's saying that it's about to get even worse for you guys. So the important part to know here, though, is that God doesn't just keep bringing forth judgment. He definitely could. He does warn people ahead of time. And all throughout Revelation, he's doing that. And if you think about that, he's doing that because, number three, God desires for his people to repent. Now, these people have lived on earth for years at this point. A lot of these people are following the Antichrist. 
They're involved in very sinful acts. And instead of God just saying, ah, we're just going to kill them all, you know, bring forth all the judges, just go, 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 go. He still warns the people in between the judgments. He still holds back his judgments in a sense because it's only destroying parts of the earth. And he's warning the people to say, hey, look, if you don't turn to me, this is what's going to happen to you. The end is near, but I still want you to turn to me. So I'm warning you, judgment number, seal number seven is going to be fulfilled. Judgment day is coming, but you still have time right now to repent. So if you're still living and breathing, turn back to me. And if you do, I'll forgive you for all your sins to my son Jesus and reconcile this relationship to you. So even if Revelation shows a lot of destruction, a lot of God's judgment, the important part not to miss is God's desire for people to repent. Because all throughout this, he's giving people second chances, third chances, fourth chances, and he's warning people, hey, if you don't get your, your life right with me, this is the consequence that's going to happen. And, and so it really shows that even in the midst of God's biggest anger and biggest wrath that he's ever going to have, his love is still pouring out to you. And that's part of God's character, that he is the judge, but he's also love. And that he truly desires all to turn to him in repentance. Um, so I want you guys to think through that here. Next week we're going to get to uh, trumpet judgments 5 through 7. Um, not potentially go through uh, most of 7, depending on how much time we have. Um, so stay tuned there. I think you guys will really enjoy it. I'll get to some questions.